Hello and welcome to another inspiring episode of the Chill Boys Podcast. I'm always super excited. I'm always super excited about this podcast, about all the episodes I've done in the past, sincerely. And um, I need to say I'm grateful for all my listeners, all our listeners that have taken out the time, their data and energy to listen to this podcast. Of course, I'm your host, Olanika Kiranisi, and it's always um, beautiful lending my voice in whatever capacity I can. You know, I really want to thank God for the grace of consistency on this podcast. So as usual, how did your week go? <laughs> I know a lot of people have a lot of deadlines and targets. Yes, but I tell you that God is your strength and you can do all things through Christ who strength, strengthens you and strengthens me in Jesus' name. Today we'll be talking about something that I would say all youths need it. Yes, we need it. You know, it reminds me about um, when I graduated from school and I thought I had the capacity, I thought I had the skills because mm, I have my certificate. So, of course, I should be eligible to get jobs at, you know, high places, top-notch multinationals. But I tell you that it was totally a different ball game. Yes, and over the years... And looking back at what I've experienced in my search for job, I will be talking about how to build sustainable capacity in your career as a youth. Yes. So with me today, um, I won't be doing the talking alone. I've brought someone who is fit to talk about this topic on today's episode. So I will introduce the person. The person is... Dr. Abraham Owoshemi. Dr. Abraham Owoshemi is a young person. Yes, he is a doctor. He's <laughs> I was amazed when he sent his profile to me. Wow, look at my friend. This is a challenge for me. And I'm sure it is a challenge for someone out there. So Dr. Abraham Owoshemi is a passionate thought leader in education and he has contributed immensely. Um, to the youth development interventions which have improved you know the developmental outcomes of more than 12,000 youths since 2011 that's quite amazing and his achievements among others um being keynote speakers at both local and international platforms um, podcast member is a member in different professional bodies yes i tell you <laughs> i kind of start reading all his profile as what he has what god has blessed him with and the amazing part of it is that he is a child of god he has the he has the the, the, the heart of the youth he has care of the youth at heart and he always wants the youth to be developed and to fulfill their potential to fulfill the god's mandate so with joy in my heart <laughs> i'd like to um announce our guest for today dr abraham Owoshemi. thank you so much sir for joining me on today's 
episode. <laughs> thank you so much, Nikke. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. I, 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 I don't take it for granted, and I want to appreciate you and your team and all of the great work you've been doing on the True Voice podcast. Uh, thank you for having me again, Nikke. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you so much. Um, so um, we just like to go straight into today's topic how to build sustainable i intentionally used that word sustainable you know in the topic sustainable capacity um in our chosen fields our careers and professions as youth and thank god um you you youth mentor you've been mentoring a lot of people you're the young people and over the years so let us start with some what exactly is building capacity what exactly is or capacity building what exactly is it when it comes to our career okay so uh, thank you so much for that um you know when i was actually preparing for this podcast um one of the things I, i did was to really break it down in so much of an easy way that just mm. anybody can understand right so yeah capacity building mm. basically is an intentional effort to learn and to grow right that that's what capacity building is mm. right so you find that in various careers and in various professional fields um every now and then even organizations have a particular budget for capacity building right some call it continuous professional development it's an intentional effort to make sure mm. that everyone is growing right i mean and everyone is just increasing in 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 value right because you can't give what you don't have and so you know capacity building is that is that intentional quest as a young person or as a professional or just as anybody to constantly grow and you know um invest in knowledge and every requisite skill ability required to perform better you know whatever we're doing that's i think that's the nutshell about capacity building really mm. Mm. yeah uh, all right sir. so why, why is it important why why is it necessary to build capacity why do we need it okay so i think maybe this is what we're going to do Let, let's drive it from you know the end so that we can actually see the reason why we need to be capacity and so the reason the, the main mm. end picture for young people is that everyone wants to be successful right everyone wants to be mm-hmm, successful mm-hmm. I, I, I know yes, the, the word success is one of the most <laughs> used word but perhaps less understood word you know another similar word to that is love people talk about love you know mm. and so I, I missed many definitions of success one of my simplest definition of success is that success is the progressive realization of one's god-given purpose right mm. i mean that's the simplest definition of success mm-hmm. that, that you know that i'm sharing that success is not even about materialism i mean yes it's great to have it's great to have good clothing it's great to have shelter it's great, great to have food on your table but if you notice they call those things basic needs they call them basic needs because virtually everybody can have it and even if someone does not have it soon the person will have it mm-hmm. so you talk about food you talk about clothing you talk about shelter that's basic need you know if you look at maslow's hierarchy of need for example the apex of his triangle is not the basic need and so success in itself is not about the material things they are the big house you know luxurious mansion and all of those stuff. those are basic needs they should be there by default we're talking about 
the realizing and actualizing your God-given purpose. That is success. And, and that is the quite that is the, the reason why one is capacity building. So imagine this. What God expects mm. from us is that God expects us to really have good success, right? So you see a scripture like Joshua mm-hmm, 1 verse 8, mm-hmm, you know, he says you yes, will make your yes. way prosperous and you will have good success, right? So the, the good success that, you know, that God was talking about is not about, you know, the material wealth, although we will have them because when we seek him, all of those other things will follow after us. The true success mm-hmm. and the good success that God is talking about is that we truly fulfill the reason why He sent us here. That's when God will really say, mm-hmm. Oh, that's when God will say, Oh, you're mm-hmm. a good and faithful servant. That's when God will say that. And mm-hmm. so people use the word and you know saying, Oh, success. So for example, someone says someone was on a trip, you know, going traveling by road, and you know, when he arrived at his destination, perhaps someone gets to ask him and say, I was a trip, right? And perhaps the person could also say he was successful. Mm-hmm. But, but when you look at it closely, why did the person say the trip was successful? The person said the trip was successful because the person got to his destination. Think about it. If the person never had got to the mm-hmm. destination, mm-hmm. or if the person mm-hmm. if the person had some bit of traffic or you know barriers on the way, you know the person will say, "Oh wow, it was it was really uh, there were lots of you know issues on the road, but." You know, thank God we're here. Or the person gives a call on the way and say, well, I'm held up here. I should be within the next three three hours or two hours as the case may be. So success really, look at it. Success is typically arriving at a destination, so to say. Right? And so Mm. amongst now, when you look at that trip, I, I want us to look at this quickly. When you look at that person, the person got to his destination traveling and it was a successful trip. Amongst many other things that made that trip successful, the, the, the fuel in the vehicle was instrumental in the journey for the person to arrive, right? And so imagine the person is traveling from one city to another. At some point, the person may need, may, you know, may need to top up, right? Else the car will get grounded. And so this is how it is in life. Capacity is like the fuel we need that keeps us running. Capacities like that feel mm. that keeps us running until we arrive at our destination, right? And so mm. life, life is a journey. You know, that's why I want us to see from the end in mind. You know, when we see from the end in mind, the reason becomes so strong and compelling. Life is a journey and everyone is ideally meant to be moving towards a God-given destination. Right, so you see a scripture, you see a scripture like Ephesians chapter two verse ten. And so she says we have we have we have become his poetry. He says God recreated us so that we can fulfill the destiny He has given each of us. Every one of us has a God given destiny. And so when you look at it, really, the, the the context of destiny really tells us that we have a destination. Right, I mean destination is drawn from the root word destiny. Right, so every one of us has a God-given destiny, and that's the same way we also have a destiny. So, uh, a similar scripture that comes to mind is also Romans eight verse thirty. God has predetermined our destiny ahead of time, and so He called us to Himself. Right, so you look at someone like Paul in Scripture. Paul said, "I have fought the good fight. I have completed the race." Mm-hmm. I have kept the faith. And so mm-hmm. what comes to my mind is that 
from Paul, for Paul to categorically say he has fought the good fight, he has completed the race, that means he started the race at first. He must have started before he could have finished. You don't finish what you don't start. Because also, I could imagine yeah. that he, he had enough fuel to keep him running on his journey. Right? And so, capacity is that fuel we need to keep us running. And so, everyone is in a race. Hebrews 12 verse mm-hmm. 1. Seeing that we are compassed with all of this great cloud of witness. So you look at the end of that verse. It says, let us run with patience the race that is set before us. So everybody's literally in a race. Mm-hmm. You, you may not be in front of a track, but you are running a race. Once a person yes. arrives yes. on the surface of the earth, arrival on the earth is your lane. Once you arrive on the earth, you are on the race. And so we, we admonish that, hey, as we run in this race, and every endeavor you get to do along this race, you need one thing, which is capacity. That is the fuel that will keep you going on the journey. So that is the main reason why we all need, you know, to build capacity because we need that, you know, that momentum to keep going so we can arrive at our destination. The destination is the God-given destiny each of us has. You know, some people have called it. They call it an assignment. It is also you can you can also be calling a purpose. The destination is the purpose to which why we are here on earth. And so the true success, the good success God is talking about, is not a material wealth. It's that we fulfill the original reason He sent us here. This is amazing, right? Wow, wow! <laughs> I totally love the way you broke it down. Sincerely, sincerely, I really do. I really do. So, um, quickly, sir. Yeah. So, how do we build sustainable capacity in our career as young people? How the governance, you know, into some certain jobs in okay. our pursuit and growth in our careers? So, how do we okay. build sustainable capacity in our, in our, in our, in our chosen fields as? As uh, as youths that want to be successful. Okay, fantastic. Thank you for that, Nike. Now, see, look at it this way. What I'm even going to do is that I'm going to just even share this beyond even careers. Yes, I've done a lot of work on careers and you know career development, but I'm just going to even make this applicable in our sphere. Now, so this is the picture. Capacity is not something you wear. Capacity is not something you wear. Or it's not how you look Mm-mm, at all. Capacity is at what all. is capacity is what is inside. And so, mm-hmm. for example, mm-hmm. you know, you look at the generating set, and then they say this generating set has about 1.2 kVA capacity. It means mm. it can carry as much as that load on it. You see another one they say it has mm. xyz capacity and so capacity is not the look we, we we have or whether we are fair or ours our complexity is fat or mm. or our eyes short or tall slim or dark fair you know it's not all about that capacity is what is inside and so god did something amazing that we are forever grateful to he gave every one of us gifts and so mm. He didn't just send us on this race and say, we'll run with endurance, the race that is set before you. No. He gave us gifts that we can run this our unique race with. Give us adjoining gifts to run with. You see a scripture like 2 Peter 1 verse 3 says, according as his divine power has given us 
all that pertains to life and godliness so god gave us is a free gift we didn't pay for it everyone has this measure of gifts he gave us it is given now however however that it is given these gifts come in form of talents in form of what we generally call them potential mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. and yeah. they are in mm -hmm. the raw they are in the raw form it is when we mm. translate these raw gifts that it eventually becomes true capacity and so mm. you know like the you know the illustration we shared earlier on the fuel is what keeps the vehicle in motion until it arrives at the destination mm. you look at the vehicle you look at the time mm. oh i need to top up and so you we have what we call lifelong learning right so that's the that's also another essence why we all, all need to build capacity it's a journey so you don't say because i have a very beautiful car it will service itself for the rest of its usage no every single time i'm always stopping up every week you are topping up every every virtually depending on how much mileage you want to cover you are topping up that's capacity and so nobody mm. nobody has been mm. even if you have gone to a four wall of you know college you know tertiary institutions you have gotten to the apex with masters mbas doctorate that's not the end of capacity the capacity we're talking about here is a lifelong journey mm -mm. because you need to feel along the way mm. now have you wondered that some people get incapacitated you see they get incapacitated mm. simply because they lack capacity incapacitation is just a lack of capacity and so incapacitation talks about the fact that somebody is not able to do something as intended somebody is unable to work or do something normally as should be done and so they summarize and say this person is incapacitated that won't be our own portion i mean and, and that's why this this you know uh Nikki has brought up this episode on how we can actually build capacity now so i i share that background so that we can know first that everyone has gifts we have been gifted and god gave us this gift but of course we don't remain at the gifts because the gift is at the raw form what can be done someone said something that talent is talent until it meets skill so that it can become ability look at that talent is talent until it meets skill so that it can become ability in the same vein ability also needs capacity so that it can become capability so you see the trend mm. the talent is refined into skill it becomes an ability the ability also needs continuous learning capacity it becomes capability and so there are a few things i want to just share that will help in building this capacity we call it sustainable capacity because it's going to meet the needs of present and it's also going to meet the needs of the future and so as a young person you're not just building capacity just because you want to pass an exam oh no that's the that's the lowest of the triangle we're coming up higher coming up higher to a point whereby i'm not just learning and building capacity because i want to write an assessment or you know make you know feel an assessment and evaluation and appraisal no you know you know you know those days you see some of those some people are preparing and you know you see them in the workplace the only time they are reading is when they are you know, preparing for the annual appraisal and then because they're going to have you know interviews they're going to have and all of that so they begin to read that's the only time they are reading the kind of capacity we're talking about is that kind that is sustainable so you're not just building capacity for now you're building capacity for the present and the future 
And so what can be done? Number one is this. I must be clear of where I'm driving to. Think about it. The gifts God gave, he gave them so that we can fulfill the mission he has given to us. And there's this illustration I used to cite. Um, you know, you look at a, a Duracell battery, for example. A Duracell battery has about 1.5 volts of energy. And so, you know, you go to a store to buy a brand new Duracell battery or any other brand. And that battery is like the gifts each one of us has. It has potential energy. The energy has never been used before. It's just in a brand nylon. Nobody has turned it open before. And for the first time, we bought this batch set of batteries. But buying the battery, knowing that you have a gift, is not enough. Is the gift is useless until I know what to use the gift for. And so, if you give that battery to a toddler, for example, that toddler is going to put the battery in his mouth and fiddle with it, right? I mean, he has no. That's what he can yeah. do with it. He doesn't mm -hmm. know what to do. Mm -hmm. But once I begin to know what is the purpose of this, what is the purpose that this battery is to serve? Some people have found their gift, but the gift is being misused and abused at the same time because the gift is being used in the wrong usage. And so that's why nobody can judge who is successful or not. I don't have the capacity to say A is successful or B is successful. The person who has the capacity to say that is the person, number one, who sent the person here, God, and number two, the person who also knows the mission he sent the person to do, that's the only person who can assess if the person is truly successful. And suddenly, when I put the battery in an alarm clock, all of the 1.5 volts of energy comes alive. Once I put the battery mm -hmm. in a um, in, an, in a in a, in a wall clock, in a remote control, all of the energy come alive because the battery is in the right purpose. And so it's not enough that yes, God has given us great gifts, but what are you to use them for? Where are you driving to? I must be clear about that. And you know, I hear many young people say, well. Uh, Mr. Abraham, thank you. Leave me. I'm, I can do it with anything I like. It's my gift. Hey, hey, it's not your gift. It's not your gift. You know, one, one scripture that comes to mind, you know, most times that I'm sharing around this is Psalms chapter 100, verse 3. Scripture says, It is God that has made us and not we ourselves. See that now. It says, We are his people and the mm -hmm. sheep of his pasture. So God made you, not you yourself. Mm -hmm. And so everything he has given to you. He gave them to you and is the one that will help you know what best to use them for and so i must know so for example mm. I, I you know april 10 11 april 10 11 and 12 in 2011 i, I actually went on this search personally myself yes I, I was doing well in school i was just about to get out of you know uh, my first degree program i was yeah i was in a first class i was doing so well but I still needed to know. Yes, I found a few of the gifts God had given to me, but I still didn't know what to use them for. And, you know, just like every other young person in town, I was thinking, okay, when I'm done from school, okay, I'm going to get a job, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do XYZ and all of that. But yet, I was clueless about what to use the gifts for. For the few gifts I'd found at that time. And, you know, and I went on a search. I, I found it. In, I found a scripture, you know, a friend of mine were walking to class one day and he said to me, um, you know, Abraham, is there more to your life than this? I mean, he was talking about the fact that this is just about what we studied in school. Is there more? 
and I remember that day I couldn't answer him for the rest of the day. I was I was was clueless to you know the question he asked me. And then most times I used to say this: if there is any question you cannot answer, there's any question your friend cannot answer, there's any question your parents cannot answer. Who best do you ask that kind of question? <laughs> you ask God, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. so because Jeremiah three says, "I alone know the plans I have for you." I alone. Mm-hmm. So not even your parents, not even your closest friend, not even your pals. And I, I went to God in asking, my prayer was simple. Is there more to my life than this? Just like the question my, my friend had asked me. I also saw, you know, at the life of Paul, before he became before he became Paul, from Saul to being Paul, something happened to his life. He was clear about where he was going to. Before that time, all he was doing was persecuting Christians. You know, he was actually abusing the gifts god gave to him if, if you look at his mm. life you could you could sense that this guy had the gift of project management he had gifts in mobilizing people because they go to pascal mm-hmm. people right he had gifts in perhaps communication he had gifts in name it but he was abusing it using it for the wrong use they were giving him money get of course they, of course you can imagine that for every set of christians in pascal they would give him a check and I, I could imagine that they also gave him an insurance. You know, he had benefits, and you know, everything. He, you know, into the world, he was successful. But again, like I said, only the person who sent us here can judge how successful we are or not. And the day came again. He was going about to abuse people using his gifts for the wrong use. And he asked the question in Acts chapter nine verse six. That question was what opened his destiny up. And after he asked that question, God gave him clarity about where he should now drive to. He said to God, if you look at that scripture, Acts chapter 9 verse 6, he said, Lord, what will you have me do? You know, if you read the preceding chapter, mm-hmm. he lies through mm-hmm. his face, mm-hmm. he fell down, and he said, Lord, what will you have me do? And so many of us, we assume so much, oh, well, I'm good in, I'm good in computing. Oh, I should, I should, I will be in the field of computing. Oh, I'm good in this. Assumption is not clarity. Assumption is not clarity. He went to God and he asked God, even though he was making abnormal use of his gift, which we call abuse. And he said, and if you read the later part of that chapter, you know, he met with Ananias, God said, I'm calling to preach to the Gentiles and dot, 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 dot. Of course, you and I, we agree that indeed, yes, yeah. you and I, we agree that indeed Paul was very successful. Mm-hmm. Successful even amongst above Very, 12 disciples mm-hmm. that were with Jesus on earth. Amazing. All because he was clear about what, what he was driving to and he was able to make the best use of his gifts. That's number one. The second one is what is like an addendum if number one has been clarified. And the second one is what I call I must refine my field through learning. We said number one is that I must be clear about where I'm driving to. Right, number two is that I must refine my fuel through learning. Right, so yes, I'm driving somewhere and I need I need I need capacity to get me there. However, when you look at the typical you know uh the fuel, it's not the it's not the crude oil that is in the vehicle, no, it is the refined version that is in the vehicle. So it could be the premium motor spray, they call PMS or the uh the automated gas oil that they call diesel that is actually in the vehicle it is not a crude form and so it is the refined fuel that is actually in the vehicle so although my gifts are the abilities the raw the raw potential god has given to me i must refine them and convert them into refined version right and so it is it is not just the gifts that will help us to to be successful 
it is the refined version of it and so you know i mean this is a scripture common to everyone proverbs 18 verse 16 the gift of a man will make room for him but i, I want to paraphrase it and add this way refining that gift will position him to make more rooms his gift will make a room maybe that's one room refining it will position mm. the person to make more rooms see that way more mm. rooms at, at every point in time one of the things i did you know some years back and every point in time i do it because discovery is a journey right you know as we, mm -hmm. as, as as you as you go clarity also grows as you go clarity grows and so one of the things i did was an inventory and this is one of the things i want everybody to also do take an inventory of the gifts god has given to you is a gift free gift he gave to everyone and most times they are expressed in you know uh, if you ask yourself these three questions you can easily find them ask yourself what am i good in that's number one what am i good in number two what am i good at what am i good at number three what am i good with so the first one is what i'm good in the second is what i'm good at the third one is what i'm good with and so when you begin to ask yourself these questions and even sometimes you can even ask people who have known you for so long a time and what it most times what, what they will say to you is not actually maybe like a new thing it's only a validation of what you already found about yourself and so it's a form of affirmation uh, you know I, I, I found amazing you can guess what i found i found many things i found that oh yes i'm good in bringing people out of their comfort zone that's one of the things i found I'm able to. I, I found that I'm good in pushing people to think. The pitfall most times is that people think gifts should be all about entertainment gifts, and so people think gifts should be about singing, dancing, painting, and drawing. But gifts is not. It, that's it's beyond that. It's about you may not have even given it a word before. You may not have given it a sentence. Just describe it in whichever way you can. It's that is peculiar to you. I found that I'm good in inspiring people with a kind of enthusiastic energy i found that oh i'm good at program design good at you know um, creating content i also found that i'm good at breaking things down i mean these are things i found about myself i don't want to bore you know you with that but yeah, it's about I, when, when i did this i found about 20 20 gifts i still counted mm. 20 gifts and so you find that God has given amazing gifts to everyone. Nobody's empty. Nobody's empty. But mm -hmm. again, no. the, the way we come to is that beyond just finding the raw gifts, we must refine them through learning. Through learning. Mm. And the beauty we have today, guess what? Guess what, Nikkei? The beauty we have today is that learning is now democratized. And so every single mm. minute, every single hour, you can build capacity. So the common one everybody knows is this refining through you know schooling you know formal schooling formal education mm. and so mm -hmm. um, you know mm -hmm. but, 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 it's a, but there's a trend we need to correct so people have been saying recently that schooling is a scam and all of that so most times <laughs> what, what i found in my journey is that a person's map of the world is not necessarily your own map of the world and so if a person has mm -hmm. um, a, a particular negative outcome and the person feels to share his negative outcome that's not your own outcome you know it's just like the internet some people say the internet is good some people say the internet is bad the internet is neutral it's about who is using it 
is on who is using it. So yeah. schooling, schooling will forever remain a veritable source of capacity building. It's about how you seize the moment. I often say this mm -hmm. that schooling is for a season. You're not going to be in school for life, mm -hmm. although you are going to learn for life. Think about mm -hmm. it. You are not going to be in school yeah. for life, mm -hmm. but you are going to learn for life. And so anytime I have an opportunity to mm -hmm. be in some form of formal schooling, I, I, all I, what I do is that I ask myself, what is the reason for this season? Because once I find the reason, I'm mm -hmm. able to put in all of my best in it. So over the years, I found in formal schooling that people don't do well academically and they don't, they don't commit to the rigor of capacity building through schooling because, yeah, they, they hardly can, you know, they hardly can say this is why I'm in school. And so because of that, mm -hmm. they, they approach schooling with a lackadaisical attitude. And of course, you know, it's a rule of thumb, it's a principle. What you give in is what you mm -hmm. get out of it. That's it, that's the rule of life. And so every time you have an opportunity, maybe you want to get on, a, on an MBA, a master's program, whatever it is, just define the reason for that season of schooling you want to go into. Whether it's going to be for mm -hmm. two months mm -hmm. or it's going to be for four years. Once the reason is defined, you just find you find a, an internal motivation rise from within you that will sustain you through all that season. That's what is needed. Mm -hmm. You know, I remember there was a time I was on a schooling endeavor, but I was losing passion and I wasn't just getting in very well. And you know, I met some of my mentors here and that. But suddenly, once I re I just recalibrated why why I'm actually doing this in the first place. Once I brought in my internal motivation to it, my passion green. I could spend more time mm -hmm. in it. I could go through the rigor, no matter how difficult it was. That's the first level everybody you know gets to talk about. It's called formal education, schooling. Mm -hmm. That's one way you should mm -hmm. refine your gifts. Yeah. And so you look at the array of gifts you have, mm. and you ask yourself, which one of them require formal schooling? Which one of them require formal schooling? And so you take that on. You can look at it again. Which one next? Which one again can I refine formally? Not all of them will require formal schooling, but some will, right? And this takes us to the next one. You can also refine through what I call continuous professional development, you know, like we shared earlier. Um, that's what we call non-formal mm -hmm. education. And this one, you don't have to necessarily be in the four wall of a school. You don't have to necessarily write all forms of assessment. It may not even be a summative assessment. It may just be some form of formative assessment, project-based, uh, you know, assessment and all of that. And so it could be a workshop you go to. It could be a certification program you, you know, enroll in. It could be a seminar you, you know, you get on. But you see, that's what it is. You you are constantly building the capacity, right? And you know, someone said something, mm -hmm. you know, humorously uh, recently. I was reading something I think on LinkedIn that imagine you walk into a bookstore, and then of course in the bookstore there are you know hundreds of books. How do you know which book to pick or which book to get? How you know the book to get is simple. You simply know which one to get by what capacity you want to build and so most times people people build capacity in disarray and because of that you can't get the best value from learning when it's not built in the right sequence right so it's um you you, you could begin to work with what i call thematic thematic learning so i have two things i do i have a folder on my system where i call it personal growth Every year, I have a folder, you know, like that. So some of them, I, I have a subfolder of webinars, courses, uh, mentorship, and all of that, or uh, frequent learnings I, I, I do. And then I just archive them there. Also, I have a book 
you know, where I archive some of my learnings. Most times I prefer to write. Um, sometimes also you may want to also use maybe some form of cloud you know, devices, have some apps on your notes. You can use to take some notes or Google document, whichever way it is. But the thing is, you can actually measure your growth. So you can say, well, this month I want to learn about, I want to, I want to build my capacity about communication. And so 70% of your intentional learning will be about communication. It's not just about learning anything that comes your way. So every so you are you are you are going into workshops, you are signing up for seminars, you are signing up for master classes around that subject matter of your capacity that you want to be in. That way you can measure your growth. So you, you, you finish a year through, you can see that oh, I've grown in communication, I've grown in presentation, I've grown in you know strategy mm -hmm. development, I've grown in this and mm -hmm is amazing right but one thing i like mm -hmm. to say here is this one thing i like to say here is this people pay so much emphasis to technical skills which is good but in today's 21st century more attention to be should be placed into what i call life skills i'm i'm a passionate you know <laughs> thought leader on life skills and, and it's simple mm -hmm. really anybody can have the technical skill you have i mean it's not any difficult thing so you're good in engineering you have a bachelor in engineering anybody can have that yeah but you see what differentiates a from b is where the life skills come in so this is how you do your own engineering this is how you do your own marketing this is how you do your own strategy and so you find that although we have the same technical skills our life skills the the capacity we have been in our life skills varies and so you know more about you know you know more about um ethics you know more about relational intelligence you know more about executive intelligence executive presence you know more about communication you know about presentation you know about virtual meetings you know more about remote work you know more about name it there are tons of life skills i developed a curriculum about 26 life skills for young adults there are tons of them you know about no you know about goal setting you know about name it those life skills are going to be the differentiator between every other person that has the same technical mm. skill like you do. And so in your quest to be a continuous professional development, also pay attention to the life skills. They are not, they are actually, that's mm. what they call life skills. Some people call them soft skills. Nothing is soft about them. It is what life is made about. So they are life skills. Mm. <laughs> you know, they are the core skills that drive mm. the technical skills. And it's simple, like mm. I always say, the, the mindset is what drives the skill set. You may have the skill set about the technical skills, mm. but eventually it's the mindset about your life skills that will drive your skill sets. Most certainly, I'm still going to have another, another, uh, another episode with you because okay. you just mentioned something about about 26 life skills, and yeah. it's something I really want you to talk about. I would appreciate if we can book another session with you on this podcast okay. and so where you can talk extensively on those life skills yeah, so that pleasure. aside on this yeah. topic i really want to talking about you know um very very brief because of our time and because okay. of our listeners okay. um on the middle on how to build because and after that the final question is what are the benefits of course i think you've even mentioned the benefits that, yeah. of um building sustainable years so i just want you to focus more on um how to build the sustainable capacity yes sir and okay. so that we can just run okay thank, thank you, you so sir. much Nika, for that so actually let me just recap i shared about refining through formal you know education that's schooling 
right? Some person may have to mm-hmm. build their capacity by going back to formal schooling, getting on some, you know, um, adjunct part-time schooling. Some I shared also about number two, building capacity through continuous professional development, right? Non-formal education. And I was just about citing an example of Joseph in scripture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was a man gifted and all of that, but you know, at that, at that time he was in prison. And this guy, I, I could sense that he had he had the life skills about you know life skills about, for example, executive presence and all of that. Because if you read Genesis forty-one verse fourteen, when Pharaoh sent for Joseph and they brought him out from the prison, mm. guess what he did? He mm-hmm. went to he shaved, went to shave, yes. he changed his cloth yes. before appearing before mm-hmm. Pharaoh. Mm-hmm. Right. So although yes. your gifts will make room for you. But for you to stand before kings in that room, you need mm. more skills, more life skills, right? Mm. So, like mm. you said, like you said, let me just move to the the, the last one. Uh, the last <laughs> one is refining, refining through um, mentorship. This is what I call informal education, mm. mentorship. And a, a quick case in point about that is Eli and Samuel scriptures. And so. Samuel was beginning to grow. It's picture Samuel as the youth and Eli as the mentor. And you know, because many young people feel today I can do it on my own. I know, I mean, I don't need any other person, but there's also still there's still a place of mentorship. We learn a whole lot by observation, Mm -hmm. by mentorship, Mm -hmm. and all of that. Mm -hmm. So Samuel was beginning to grow, he was going to do well in his career. God was going to speak to him, but he needed Eli to mentor him. It didn't it didn't matter if Eli was you know well spoken, whether he was digitally savvy, like he, he perhaps he was. Like many young people will say, and the time came, God spoke to Eli, but he couldn't, you know, to so Samuel, but he couldn't recognize it. Guess what he did? Mm-hmm. He, went, he went to his mentor, so to say, and he said, "Well, I've been having this. Someone has been speaking to me, but I actually don't know what to do." Eli, because of the mileage of experience he has had, said to him, "Oh, mm-hmm. that's God speaking to you." When you hear the voice again, say, "Speak, Lord, for I'm listening." And so the mentor told him what to do. The mentor guided him on the path to take, and then. The rest of the say is history. Mentorship is still a mm-hmm. vital role to play. Actually, that's also one life skill: learning how to build mentors and you know, get, you know, benefit from mentorship. Now, also in mm-hmm. informal education, in informal education, you can also refine your gifts through friendship. This is one we really pay attention to. And today, mm-hmm. people just keep friends, any kind of friend, and you know. It's simple. Your friend literally determines your end. If I'm driving to point A, it will be advisable to keep friends who are also perhaps driving to a similar place as I'm going. And so, you know, it's not about we we need to stop moving with corners so they don't put our destiny Mm. in a corner. And it's a rule of thumb that's one of my highest advice that's one of my highest advice to young people you a person is beginning to be successful in court doing moving realizing a god-given destiny but he can scuttle that destiny by a wrong friend a case in point is you know samuel i mean in second samuel 13 i'm known uh you know i'm not who had a friend jonadab and you know the story eventually the guy led him to you know rape you know his half brother sister and eventually he died right and so friends your friend is meant to mirror your aim if the person has no identity about your aim then you should not be my close friend you can be my acquaintance i i good morning good morning yeah i can stop there but if you must be one of my close friends you must mirror my aim so if you show me your friends i should be able to show you your aim that's about friendship 
And the last one I want to you know eat on is refining through the media. And this is key because in our own generation, yeah, we are born into the digital age, we are digital natives and all of that. And so even on the social media age, who you follow determines what follows you. Right? I mean, and it's simple. That's mm -hmm. as, that's the way the algorithm is built. That's where the algorithm is built. You know, you see that a person is um um it, the people you follow are the people you see in your timeline. It's as simple as that. And so when you're scrolling your timeline, if you are not learning through your timeline, then something is wrong. If you are not learning through your timeline, then go back and follow the people you that you are learning wrongly from. Because without knowing, consciously or unconscious, unconsciously, you are picking up some things. And so you have to be intentional even on the use of the media follow the when i look at my timeline the time i have to i learn when i see someone i'm not learning from and it's actually going to be a week in my learning process simply unfollow simply turn to move to general i mean there are many ways you can do that in today's world and you see i've come also to understand Nikkei, that not everything is taught some things are caught mm. right mm. not everything is taught some things are caught that is that means i can refine my 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 my, my gifts through what i call thinking thinking and that's what i call inspirational education mm. inspirational education. because said we have the mind of christ if i have the mind of christ i can engage mm -hmm. my thinking you see we call it revelation the time comes whereby when i begin to build capacity learning from different sources you know and all of that i can go to a point where i can construct my own learning and I don't have to i i mean i don't have even ready from anywhere it just drops that's inspiration you have the spirit of god in you and it can bat amazing thoughts amazing ideas in you that's inspiration now i'm going to close with these thoughts you know one of my mentors you know was sharing this uh, and i feel it's just applicable here the ability to learn is a gift everybody has it mm -hmm. but the capacity to learn is a skill because you must convert your gift into skill but not everybody develops it mm. now guess now guess what the willingness to learn is a choice only a few people make that choice mm. and so the summation of everything mm. we have shared today is that you still have a choice to choose whether to be capacity or not and guess what if talent refuses to work hard hard work will beat talent hands down and so there's a backup and a balance to the scripture that says, "Sees a man diligent in his work, he will stand before mm -hmm. So even, even, even if your gift, even if your gift makes room for you, the kind of people you stand with in that room, the kind of people you stand with in that room will be dependent on how much are you diligent in the capacity you are building. You may stand before kings, but if you have to stand before kings, you might have, you might have been diligent. I used to say this humorously that when you sleep tonight and you wake up tomorrow, nothing would have changed necessarily about you. The things you have learned yesterday and the things you will wake up with. So if you get a mail today and saying, oh, we wanted to come to the state house, or you're having a meeting with the president, this, that, and that, nothing will change from the time you get that mail to the time you meet the, 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 the president or wherever it is. It is the capacity, it is the capacity you have built it at all that will speak for you and so we must choose to be diligent to be the capacity this is amazing Man. right i mean thank you so Man. much Nikkei, for this <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much dr thank, thank you, you so, so much. much thank yes. you so much i'm really really grateful seriously i'm i'm even tempted to have like um like a part two of this particular topic amazing <laughs> sincerely sincerely okay. so would you like to share your handles your social media handles okay well i'm, I'm, I'm on, on all social media platforms at abraham washington 
Abraham O W O S E N I Abraham Oshini. Yeah, and my website is abrahamoshini.com. Yeah, uh, there's actually a free gift I have for um, everyone who gets on my website. I have a, a blueprint um, that I shared about how you can get find a destination, be clear about where you're actually driving to. I call it the Life Amundo Blueprint. Mm -hmm. You'll be able to see it and get it on my website as well, abrahamoshini.com. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much, sir. Dr. Thank you so much Abraham for having Oshini. me here. This is amazing work. <laughs> Thank you for your consistency. I'm, I'm really, this is great. Really Thank you, sir. Thank you so much, sir. And to our dear listeners, I believe, in fact, this is no doubt that we all have learned a whole lot. Yeah. And trust me, I'm bringing Dr. Abraham Ocean again on this platform. Yeah. He had a whole lot in it. We're blessed to have you, sir, Thank in you our so generation. And I tell you, that um your works will speak it will speak in places that matters in the name of jesus thank you so much sir so it's still the true voice voice podcast every saturday evening um remember that covid 19 is still around the corner get vaccinated um remember that you need to keep the rules social distancing washing your hands regularly and using your nose mask until then stay blessed bye